That first season of Serial was really good. Adnan's free now. Adnan free now. Is it is the show ad free now? No. Wow, here we oh, are. My God. My goodness. I never get tired of hearing that song. It really is just so good. It's so good. Who is that, Cooper Kenward? Well, I think it must be a Cooper Kenward original. It, it sounds like him. Mm. God, that guy's really, really talented. He's so talented. Jenny, That sounded is... sarcastic, but I meant it. I know. I know your tone. Um, it's really smoky in New York City. Wowee. You... um had some sort of you had to pay for your kid's teacher to give birth <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're telling me absolutely not at all at all i, I was uh, trying to um establish our head spaces going into this episode no, mine's, because mine's frazzled but yours is yours is bonkers mine's full on fried oh, I, <laughs> I got a sick wife a sick child Ugh, i hate that for all of them and you yeah who's to say who it's the worst for um but i'm sorry about your air quality and the uh the hospital that you're building is that what (laughs) rudy i was just trying to get some money to a teacher for an end of year gift and i messaged the wrong parent who was in the hospital because she had just given birth i think that that's very simple okay that's absurd (laughs) and i feel like you take me for a fool so have you coped with your kind of tough day by watching any baseball uh no Mm -mm. Mm. nope that's too bad i watched the giants come back from down by three runs to beat the colorado rockies it was a thrill yeah really fun wow highly recommend it two days in a row they came from behind they came from behind they came from behind. That's pretty good. Yeah. More exciting that way. You don't want to get Always. comfortable. Yeah, it's it's stressful, but then it really pays off. Are when you it pays wearing off, an A's really shirt off. right now? Sorry, don't mean to interrupt. I am. Yeah, I'm wearing an A's shirt. An I Oakland bought it. A? Oakland A's. Yeah, I I like it. I bought it, and I was like, this is a cool shirt. And then I did realize that the design is like kente cloth. It's kente cloth. That was what I was confused about. So you're wearing I have, a kente cloth. Yeah, Oakland A's, A's shirt? shirt. I assume it was from a giveaway day from like African American Heritage Day at the the ballpark. I got this at a thrift store in Oakland because I really wanted an A's shirt because I I like the A's. I'm I sad again, sad for their future, but I don't wear it in public a lot because of the because... kente cloth. I guess no one might know that you are a white man. They no one might know maybe someone listens to this podcast who doesn't know that brutal barons is a white man jenny if anyone listens to this show and doesn't know i'm white 
that would be incredible because <laughs> I think everyone who listens to the show knows me well. Wow. So it would just mean we have a listener who isn't a Our family friend. member or friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you don't love us or know us or like us, let us know so that let us know. we got a new fan. If we've never met and you're listening right now, wow, tell me. Oh my god, I need to know. Imagine. I think I'd be more nervous if I thought people who weren't sort of contractually obligated to be kind to us were listening. Yeah, it'd be incredible. Do you have your so, family sign a contract, right? For all kinds of things. Yeah. I'm a very legalistic person. <laughs> What's legalistic? Um, litigious. I'm a litigious man. That means you man. sue a lot. You like to yeah. sue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Litigation. Litigation. Well, let's litigate this, Jenny. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I sent you the ballot for the fan vote for the upcoming All-Star game. Which I Where already have questions about. Oh, good. Um, do you want to kick us off with a question? My question is, how can you get five votes? Um. Yeah, I don't really know why. I think just because they want to generate more engagement on the website. So every time you resubmit you're getting hits and then you just have people on your site so you can vote like five times per day from the same five times a day i thought it was I, five total i honestly don't know i think it's five times a day Jesus but Mary i would Joseph. have to double check that so it's you know a lot of rabid fan bases will get their players into the all-star game maybe a player that's not as universally known and respected but a fan base like i think the braves do this a lot yankees for sure bigger market teams or teams with like big fan bases will get their guys into the all-star game by having like a massive movement to get wow. someone in this happened years ago you voted sorry uh, no, i want to hear just three story. i usually just do a vote and that's it i did okay. it i did it a couple of times i did it again because i had forgotten to screen grab my votes for the sake of this podcast. I see. But I'm not I'm not like a sometimes there was one time a few years ago where the Giants were trying to get Brandon Belt to the All-Star game and he was like my guy. I really thought he was an underrated player for a long time. And he was having a career year and I definitely voted for him. I don't know, 15, 20 times. Did he get in? He did. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You did. It was that. great. As I I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah. And then there was a great uh this was probably around 2016 i want to guess where our one of our favorite teams the cincinnati reds mm -hmm. their first baseman joey Votto, who's everyone's favorite canadian baseball player said publicly if we get zach cozart to be the starting short shortstop for the national league all-star team i'm gonna buy him a donkey <laughs> and then the reporter said does he want a donkey and he said, he seems like a donkey guy, and we got to get this guy to the All-Star game. We got to get him a donkey. And they did. Reds fans rallied around this. And then for a while, Zach Cozart's donkey had a pen at the uh, Reds at Great American Ballpark. And what's happened to that donkey since? Did that donkey die? Donkey died. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it, it died saving a child from a fire. Oh, my God. So it's a, a hero, hero donkey? A hero donkey, yeah. And when the hero saves yeah. us. Wow. And that child was Greta Thunberg. 
<laughs> I'm enjoying our loopy state because I feel like <laughs> oh my god you're tired I'm full of carcinogens the world's coming to an end let's talk baseball let's talk let's about do it let's okay so your ballot for the all-star game which is for our very novice listeners is mm-hmm. the game that happens roughly in the middle of the season where the top players from the national league play an exhibition game against the top players from the american league so when we go through our ballot it starts with position players it starts with first base yes jenny we're gonna go american league who did you vote for for first baseman vladimir guerrero mm. i love that pick why did you choose him i like the look of him he was is that going to be the answer for every one of them no no okay (laughs) it is a great answer this one for this one he's friendly i I just he looked like a nice guy so i gave it to vlad i love that pick he is excellent he is one of the best first basemen he's this year I, I voted for Yandy Diaz because he's having a better season, but Vlad is like his dad was a Hall of Famer. He's a young, exciting player. He's a Dominican ball player named Vladimir. We love very that. lovable. Great pick. So I, I voted for Yandy Diaz, who also has a great name, Yandy Diaz. We love. I love he that. Plays I love the Tampa a good Bay name. Rays. Mark, who did you? Uh, who who got your vote on this one? I also voted for Vlad. I feel like I did something right. Oh, validation. Wow. Holy shit. Okay, great. All right, let's move on to first base. Well, let's go. No, let's go all American league and then we'll go national league. Cool. Okay. All right. So who is your second baseman for the American league? For second base, I went Whit Merrifield. Ooh. And that was also a name thing. Whit. Whit Merrifield feels like a like a bucolic English romance novel protagonist's love interest. Oh yeah, you know you stay away from that stable boy, Whit Merrifield. <laughs> yeah, that's your that's your spot on British accent that we know and love. You stay away from that. You stay away boy. from him. You start, I have served my royal you go, British army. You go ahead and stay away from him. I have to go inside for my tea and my crumpets. Okay. That's why I chose, I chose Whit Merrifield. Uh, a fun thing about Whit Merrifield is that, I, I'm pretty sure this was him, is that he was, uh, like many of the players in MLB, a pretty staunch anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. who wouldn't go to the series in Toronto because you had to be vaccinated to go to Toronto to play baseball uh, last season or the season before. I forget. I 2021. For an yeah. Oh no. Well, maybe he's from the 1800s where vaccines were. I mean, what Merrifield that sounds like a guy who maybe doesn't know vaccines are there. Yeah. That's a really good way to oh, uh, justify shit. that. I didn't give you any heads up about, any of the um <laughs> things but it's funny because any plays, of the problematic players he plays for the blue jays now so at some point he was like all right fine or he got a note from a doctor that said he is vaccinated and he's not 
interesting choice. Dear sir or madam, <laughs> Master Whitmere Refield does not need to get a vaccine. And that was a classic American Southern accent. That was classic American Southern. Uh, I voted for Marcus Semyon. He, oh. He's just a great player. He's having another incredible year. I He was on the A's a few years ago, took off with the Blue Jays, and now he's tearing it up in Texas. Also a great name. Mark, who do you pick for second base? I picked Jose Altuve. Ooh, I love Altuve. I would have voted for him, but he's been injured for a lot of the season. But I do. And you don't like injured people. Well, I just think it makes it harder for them to play baseball. They're morally bad. Um, I love Jose Altuve. He's very short. And, well, Mark, is there any particular reason you voted for him? I didn't know any other American League second baseman. That's an incredible reason. You could have asked me. That's analytics right there. I could have asked you. I don't know why I didn't think to ask Jenny. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Maybe someday we'll talk about the Houston Astros cheating scandal and how that's affected Jose Altuve's career. But we don't have time for that now. Let's go to third baseman for the American League. Who'd you pick? Josh Young. Ooh, Josh Young with a J, right? Yeah. Por qué? Uh, por qué? Is it por qué? I don't know how you say it. I don't know. Uh, parce que um, he is with the Rangers, and I uh, by the time I'd gotten to the third base, by the time I got to third base, I was like, I need to get a, a Texas Ranger in there. Because do you want to know something that I had completely forgotten? Yes, Hmm. you do. I'll tell you. Is that for my 18th birthday, we went to a Texas Rangers game and got like a box. Wow. They weren't any good, so it wasn't fancy. And we, I, I think we got like hot dogs. We didn't get like free buffet or whatever. But I was like, oh, yeah, I went to a Rangers game for my birthday with like a bunch of friends. It was the only time I've ever been on a Jumbotron. You got on the Jumbotron? Well, it was like all the birthday kids all lined up. Oh, yeah. And it was like three-year-olds and 72-year-olds and then like me. Um, But yeah, so, you know, you know, the Rangers do hold a special place in my heart because that was my team when I lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you know, I don't have any hometown representation. Um, so that's how Josh got on there. Cool. I don't know a lot about him, but I hear he's having a great season Mm. and he does indeed play for the Texas Rangers. And that's, that was my one criteria. I like that. You got to vote at least. I mean, I got a couple of votes that are just hometown, like tipping the scale there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I voted for Jose Ramirez. He is like another one of our favorite teams. Uh, He is on the Cleveland guardians and he's lovable. And I hope that he makes it. I hope he is mic'd up. Because sometimes they mic up players at the mm-hmm. All-Star game. They give them a little like lapel mic, a lot. So they can say funny funny quips? Exactly. And you can hear oh them. God. Sometimes you'll hear somebody like in the outfield talking, and then the ball gets hit way over the head, and they're like, I'm not getting this one, boys. And it's everyone laughs. <laughs> and then they, they always mic up, maybe not always, but often they will mic up a player who's notoriously foul-mouthed. Oh, yes. And then they will just have a live interview with like Liam Hendricks, who will just throw a bad pitch and then just go fuck and they'll go liam we're on (laughs) well he's he's a spicy guy or whatever oh my god um jose ramirez is just very fun mark who'd you vote for i went with anthony rendon oh and por 
I guess I just always thought he was good. Oh. It seems like it seems like Mark is voting based on uh, who he likes. Yeah, I think Jenny and I have similar strategies here. If we've heard of them or we yeah. think they have a cool name. That's right. Let's see if we overlap any more. Let's move on. I think this on. next one we might. Ooh, okay. Shortstop. Maybe. Wander Franco. Ooh. Why Why Wander? Didn't he do that fun little flip throw That's in the air? That's right, yeah. He threw the ball up to himself and then threw that person out at first base. Yeah, I remember that. I remember us talking about Wander. I was like, hey, I really liked that little thing he did, and I was worried he was going to get punished by surly old grumpy fans. Mm. You know what my job is? My job is to save Wander Franco. So that's what well, I did with my one vote. Your one vote. Well, I think he has a really good shot of being the top pick. Really? Or at least being the backup. I think he and... So I voted for Bo Bichette, who, and that was a tough one for me. Boba Fett? Bo Bichette. Oh, oh, I saw that name too, and I went, I like that name, but I can't vote based on name again. Right. It is a very strong like Star Wars name. Because it sounds like Boba Fett, Boba Fett. but also just Bo Bichette sounds like unrelated to the the rhyming it just sounds like a star wars name it does i think he's got great flow check out his hair okay he's a hot boy and um he he just hits really well so i voted for boba Shett. mark who do you got former met ahmed rosario oh is he guardians now yeah nice and you voted for him because he's a former met and you liked him with the mets yeah i thought he was great okay and he was let go but uh, brady said that he's thriving in cleveland oh good i haven't watched a lot of their games this season but i i liked him too okay so the way the outfield voting works is you can vote for they give you all of the qualified outfielders i'm not sure what qualifies them i think it's just how many at bats they have there's like a minimum to qualify and you vote for three from each league so which three outfielders jenny did you pick i feel a little bad about this one Uh oh i went with names i knew mm. so we've got aaron judge yeah i did go with stephen kwan yep and mike trout those are great picks well i feel like they're i feel like it's like they're good picks because like i've heard of them and if i've heard of them it's probably because they're very good. Yeah. But it feels cheap. It's, but that's know. also kind of a responsible way to vote. Cause this vote yeah. counts, you know, you submitted this, right? Oh, I absolutely did. So I think I'm getting nine emails a day from MLB.com. Whoa. No way to unsubscribe too. <laughs> <laughs> they they found the loophole. They found it. Okay. So judge trout, Stephen Kwan. So yeah. judge and trout, I mean, Judge is the no-brainer. I actually didn't vote for Judge, and I actually don't know how I didn't do that. I think I was trying to be a little different. But I'm he's to be like an indie boy. Yeah, I'm trying to be a little indie boy. And uh, you voted for Aaron Judge? Okay, cool, dude. Cool. You also wear your Von Dutch hat? <laughs> um, oh no, but if I, was, if I was in charge of setting the lineup, I would 100% put Aaron Judge no-brainer. But since my vote is just a drop in the in the ocean, mm-hmm. I didn't. I picked Randy Arozarena, who I again he's amazing and he thrives in big moments and he's just one of the most fun personalities in the game. So like nice. he was one of the votes where it wasn't 
completely based on performance, but based on I got to see him. Like I'm tuning into the all-star game because he's there kind of guy. Ah, cool. Also voted for Stephen Kwan because nice. he's our boy. He's our boy. And I voted for Masataka Yoshida from the Red Sox. And I was not going to at first. And then I thought he's having an incredible year. And he just, this is his first year in MLB. He was playing in Japan before this. Oh my gosh. And for him to come from a completely different league and be performing the way he is, is incredible. So he... Give him that spot. I give him that spot over Mike Trout and Aaron Judge, who are the true all-stars of that pool. Okay. And then this... Oh, Mark, who do you got? I got Judge, Trout, Garcia. Adelise Garcia? Yeah. Because you had to get a Ranger on your team. For Jenny. For Jenny. I had to do it. Thank you. That's why I did Marcus Simeon. And because he's the best second baseman. Okay, designated hitter. Can we say it on three? What about catcher? You forgot catcher. Did I? Oh, I did forget catcher. Okay, catcher. Who do you got, Jenny? I went with Adley Rushman. I went with Adley Rushman. Mark? Mark? Jonah Heim. Oh, you're one of those guys. Another Ranger. Yeah, he's Who did you go with? Jonah Heim. Okay. Is he one of the Heim sisters? Heim. Yeah, he's one of the Jonas sisters. The Jonas sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Jonas Heim. Heim. I didn't realize that so many of the Rangers were good this year. I'm seeing them on Wednesday. Jenny, have you ever looked at the standings? No. After this episode, or during, if you get bored of me talking, just look (laughs) up the American League West standings. Okay, I will. You might find the Texas Rangers at the top. At the tippy top? With with quite a lead. They're having an incredible season. They're really good this year. Wow, I'm so excited. Yeah, so you're going to go see them soon, too. I'm going to see them Wednesday against who I think we probably all voted can we say it on the count of we're gonna go one two three say it for dh one two three Shohei in perfect harmony that was really beautiful completely unrehearsed yeah shohei otani um jenny why'd you vote for shohei otani you know I loved his name. <laughs> Shohei. It's so. Shohei. It's different. Um, because, because I just feel like everybody that I care about cares about him. And I go, okay, uh, you know, like my brother is not a big sports guy, but was like, we're going to buy tickets to go see Shohei Otani. It's like, if my brother's doing that, then this guy must be lights out. He must be the Michael Jordan where you just you go to whatever you can to see him. Of basketball. Shohei Otani is a basketball player, right? The Michael Jordan of basketball. Of yeah, Shohei Otani is the Michael Jordan of basketball. Right. I think Mark is trying to is he what he's what Michael Jordan was to basketball, not what Michael Jordan was to baseball. I think Shohei Otani might be to basketball what Michael Jordan was to baseball. Probably. <laughs> yep, you got it. Okay. Oh my God. What He's if what if fast. what if this podcast convinced Shohei Otani to give basketball a try? Shohei, give it fun. a try. Give it a try. What's the worst that could happen? 
I went and saw Michael Jordan at an exhibition came in Manhattan, Kansas when I was a child because that was how I was going to get to see Michael Jordan play. Wow. My dad took me. That's cool. It was awesome. Shohei was not there. No. Hmm. Too bad. All right, Too let's bad. move on to the National League. We got it. Going right back up to the top at first base. Now, I feel like maybe we all voted for the same person too. I don't know. Okay, Jenny, who'd you vote for for first base? Well, I loved I loved his collaboration with Matchbox 20 so much that I went with Carlos Santana. <laughs> um although it is that Carlos Santana, not enough people are talking about how the mind behind that stirring rendition of black magic woman oh, God. is playing first base in the national league at what 78 years old or however That's old right. he is did he die i sure hope not i don't think so but i don't know legends never die oh mark that makes me oh, feel better saw nice, it on a mark. t-shirt <laughs> um okay so you voted for him because his name is carlos santana right one thousand percent okay uh, Mark, who'd you vote for? Pete Alonzo. Yeah, me too. Why? He's our guy. He He's just the Mets looks first like a baseball. baseman. Yeah. You know, I wish the he rest said of fuck. these guys would try that for a while. He did say fuck. That's right. And he looks good in a turtleneck. Jenny, you ripping a Michelob? <laughs> <laughs> we got a loopy up today. I nearly spit that all <laughs> over my microphone and computer. I am indeed having a Michelob Ultra. Yes, I am. <sighs> okay. That was my question. <laughs> Are you ripping a Michelob? Asked and answered. Moving on to well, this one. Base. This one I did for you. For me? And with Ozzy Albies. Oh, that's so nice. I thought you were going to say you <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Tyro Estrada because he's on the Giants. <laughs> no, it would that was be really hard for name. me to um, not vote for Ozzy Albies because he is. I I once retroactively promised him. I promised Ozzy Albies from the comfort of my living room that if he hit a home run against the Dodgers in the postseason, uh, while he was at bat, while I was holding my two-month-old son i said ozzy if you hit a home run right now i will tell everyone i name oh. my kid after you and then he did because wow. you know like i've said sometimes the postseason for me is just hoping the dodgers lose and ozzy alpies provided wow. a i think a go-ahead home run and there was a time when we were thinking about the name ozzy inspired by ozzy smith the baseball player from the St. Louis Cardinals was the inspiration. Just kind of, I thought he was a cool guy and I was like, Oh, that's a cool name. And then my wow. second thought was Ozzy Albies is really cool. So he is part of the name inspiration. He's the kind of, I love that. That's a, why a nail I didn't in the coffin that story, but sort of, I knew that your son's name and this guy's name was the same name. And so that's what I went with. Same name. <laughs> 
Thank you for knowing my son's name. Yeah. I voted for Tyro Estrada because he's on the Giants and he's having an incredible year and he's not going to mm. get votes because he's not famous. But he, I think, is the best second baseman in the National League right now. So I had to, over my son, vote for Tyro Estrada. Also because Ozzy Albies has a much better chance of getting in. So he didn't need my vote. Mark, who'd you vote for? Jeff McNeil, the Flying Squirrel. Oh, yeah. The Flying Squirrel? It's his nickname. Oh, we didn't talk about that when we talked about the Mets. Yeah. No, he's another one of my favorites from this current team. He's really fast. He can hit. Scrambles all over the field. Is that why he's called the Flying Squirrel? And he kind of looks like a squirrel. Oh, God. Okay. So he's like the squirrel because of how he looks, but then he is kind of flying. He's very fast, very athletic. He is, I've described him as if I was a baseball player, he's who I would want to be. Like he can hit the ball to all parts of the yard. He can, doesn't hit for a ton of power, but he hits for average. He's like a glue guy. Ooh, nice. And he's just, he's got grit and he's really passionate. If he's not having a good game, you can just see on his face. He just wants to do so good. Oh, boy. So I love him too. All three of our votes are the top three people I I had trouble deciding through. Nice. And we each voted for a different one. I love that. really did. Let's move on to third base. All right. I went with Cabrian Hayes. Nice. And the reason I did that is I'm not, at that point, I thought that, I had not seen any Pittsburgh teams up there. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but just in the delirium of doing this, I was like, oh, Pittsburgh Pirates. I haven't seen a lot of players from there. I like the look of this guy. Let's give it to K. Bryan. That's a good reason. He's great. That was it. He's a very fun young player, and the Pirates are having a pretty good year, kind of a surprisingly good year, without a lot of superstar players, so... Good for Key Brian. I voted for Francisco Lindor. This was also kind of a hard... Oh, wait, third base. Third base. I voted for J.D. Davis. Again, he's on the Giants. He's not going to get voted in, even though he might be... He's a credible choice for the best at that position. But there are famous, more famous players who are going to win over him. So I had to give him the vote. Nice. Mark? Anti-vaxxer Nolan Arenado. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the best third basemen that I've ever seen. That's so yeah. embarrassing that you would vote for an anti-vaxxer. Oh, God. Well, I weighed the pros and the cons, and the cons won. I just would never. You know what I mean? Yeah. Certainly not knowingly. And you would always <laughs> do your research. You would always, always do your own research. Yeah, I always do my own research before I vote for whoever makes my ears tickle. Nolan Ryan is one of those guys where I'm like, yeah, but Nolan, he's Nolan Ryan? Ryan, not Nolan Ryan, Nolan Arenado. Oh, I was like, wait, so Nolan Ryan. so tired. <laughs> Nolan Ryan is absolutely an anti-vaxer too, but I don't really, honest. I don't think I, so. I, you don't think so? No, that's some big speculation, Rudy. If you, don't I mean, have the facts Jenny, to not to paint with why a broad just because brush. he's an old guy and he's from Texas and he so is Jenny. Oh my, yeah, she's not an and old he, guy, but she's from he, Texas made it a point to retire to Texas so he could be more around Texas and lives on like a cattle ranch. And there's just a lot about my, I watched a documentary about him. He he screams anti-vaxxer. Okay. If I'm wrong, sorry, Nolan, you're still probably the greatest pitcher there ever was. I looked it up. Nolan Ryan in new COVID-19 PSA 
says, don't be a knucklehead. Whoa, really? Yeah. That was for you, Rudy. Should we watch it? Don't be a knucklehead was for you. Let's watch Nolan Ryan school Rudy on something called assumptions and stereotypes. Okay, I'm interested. Many people in Texas got vaccinated. Many. People I don't think didn't. he made a PSA that was "Don't be a knucklehead and assume I'm an anti-vaxxer." <laughs> <laughs> You'd be right. There's a problem plaguing America right now. It's these people who think I'm an anti-vaxxer. Don't God, be a knucklehead. Funny. Hey everyone, Nolan Ryan here. As we open Texas for business, we all need to work together in the fight against COVID-19. As Texans, we need to be responsible. We need to be smart. So when you leave the house, don't be a knucklehead. Wash your hands, socially distance yourself from others, and wear a mask. Do the right things. Look out for your fellow Texans, and together we'll make it through this. Uh, Mr. Ryan, I apologize. I'm very surprised and impressed. You know, when Branson implied that the owner of the Orioles was a <laughs> a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Nobody jumped to YouTube to find proof otherwise. You know, my mom found a bunch of like charities he's like given to. He like well, they all he give kept charities. I know, but like he kept the hospital open or something. He like donated a bunch of money secretly and then it didn't come out for a long time that it was from him. But I also agree with you. I'm like, yeah, billionaires use philanthropy to get away with being well, billionaires. So also, I'm just that saying, hospital, no Jews allowed. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna get sued. I'm so tired by a litigious by a litigious baseball fan who's not in our family. Mm. Let's anyway, let's, let's move on please. to shortstop. Shortstop, who'd you vote this for? This one, this one really came from the heart. Dansby Swanson. Yeah, Dansby. Because I've never heard the name Dansby before. That's a as good a reason as and any. He's a he's... cub, and he's a cubby. Like I, I felt like I needed to get like some Cubs representation up there. Yeah. Um, it's a good pick. He's really good. His name is Dansby Swanson. I feel like Dansby Swanson and Whit Merrifield get together, and like frolic. They're Dansby. frolicking for sure. Dansby. Dansby, the mustard flowers are in bloom. Come, wit. <laughs> Let us frolic. Um, Mark, who'd you vote for in this one? Trey Turner, because he did a cool slide. Oh. Yeah. He he does have a really cool slide. He's being he's playing terribly this season, but his slide is cool as hell. I can't argue with that. I voted for Francisco Lindor, who I assumed you would have, but I guess not. All right, let's move on. We're we're running a little long. And a little it's long. Definitely not my fault. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's okay. see your three outfielders. Who are okay. they? Okay, we went with Connor Joe because that man has two first names for a first and a last name. If anyone has ever had two first names for a first and last, it's Connor Joe. It's Connor Joe. You know, like when it's like Bill Ryan, you're like that's two first names. No, no. Connor Joe. Joe is not ever a last name. That's right. He also looks like a sweetie petite with his long hair and his big smile, and his name is Connor Joe. I love everything about him. Then we have Brandon Marsh because I had a moment with him at an airport. When you were when I was a child. At noon, Isn't that the guy the... that you showed the picture of? Wasn't that the redheaded? No, that was um, Brand, uh, not Brandon Turner. He's a skateboarder. Justin Turner. 
oh crap who's brandon marsh (laughs) brandon marsh his hair is not red but it is disgusting (laughs) okay well i I did a bit with the wrong player so brandon you got my vote i was so confused i thought you actually like met him at an airport (laughs) oh my god i'm truly so flattered that you would believe it possible for me to like have a moment with the baseball player um uh, my third third pick was brandon nemo yeah because he was a met and we got to get mark's mets in there too yeah he's one of our he's one of the guys one of the guys probably a lifelong lifetime met i also chose brandon nimmo i chose ronald acuna jr because he is far and away the best maybe the best player in the national league this year definitely the best outfielder he's incredible and Corbin Carroll, who's on the upcoming Diamondbacks. They're on the up and up, the D-backs. He's kind of the young superstar of this burgeoning team. He's fast as hell. The dude can fly. Nice. And um, he's got he's kind of like Corbin Carroll, or uh, Connor Joe. Got that, like, cutie patootie look. A little long hair, straight black. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mark? I went with Brandon Nemo. Starling Marte, another Met, and uh, Jazz Chisholm. Mm, jazz. Because it's very hard not to call him. Jazz Chisholm? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that is as good a reason to vote for the guy as any, because it's hard not to call him Jazz Chisholm. <laughs> we all voted for Brandon Nimmo. That's fun. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. I think he'll be there. We'll have to compare our votes when the when the when the results come through on election night. We'll have no choice. Let's move on to catcher. Oh, did you say election night? <laughs> I did. I'm always watching election night, and then I'm like, this isn't even finished yet. I got to go to sleep. You know, <laughs> they haven't even finished Florida. My God. Um. Anyway, catcher. Who'd you vote for, Jenny? Joey Bart? Ooh. Joey Bart. <laughs> I want Joey Bart. I love that. Why? Because we had to get you a giant. We had to get a giant on there for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And Joey Bart was the one I chose. Yeah. Um, You're not. I thought you'd be more pleased, honestly. It's just the funniest choice for a giant because he's he was like the upcoming catcher prospect who was going to replace Buster Posey, who is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Buster Posey was the mm. catcher for like 12 years and was the the cornerstone of that organization. Joey mm. Bart has been mostly disappointing and oh, no. <laughs> mostly not the everyday catcher and is mm. I think he's injured so he's in AAA doing like rehab assignments. He's in AAA, how can he be on this? How can he be on my ballot? Um because he's only in AAA because he's working through an injury so he he's had enough at bats or whatever to qualify or he's on the 40 man roster maybe and he's just playing games in triple a um and then he's been his successor right now or the current catcher patrick bailey is like having a great start to his career he just got called up from the minors a couple weeks ago so god okay it's just kind of funny to me all right but i appreciate you getting a giant on your i appreciate it so i voted for sean murphy i think he is the best 
catcher. And he is, we showed you the clip of him getting hit in the butt with a pitch and it boinging mm. off his ass. And then mm. his ass doing that thing, doing that thing that it do. So not oh, only is no. he Mr. Cakes, but he is probably the best catcher in oh, Jesus. the National I League. I can't believe I missed a chance. Mark? We ride together. We die together. Will Smith for life. <laughs> Jesus. I can't believe that Carlos Santana and Will Smith are in this. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. And um, Will Smith is actually a really Mark, good That would be such a good name for your podcast. Remarkable. It's pretty remarkable. Whoa. We got to wrap this up. We have to. Okay, let's get to the DH from the National DH, League. DH, who'd you vote for? Uh, Jorge Soler. Okay. And that was purely because it was a Marlins player. We haven't had any Marlins players on here. And while I don't agree with them putting fish at a baseball field, we did talk about that. And so I felt obligated Yeah, to get a Marlin. You gotta He's have, got a sweet smile, too. You got to have some fish on the menu. <laughs> Can't have all this beef. A lot of beef. Uh, he's great. Good good pick. I, Thank you. I picked Andrew McCutcheon, one of the most beloved players in the game, a veteran. He started with Pittsburgh. Pirates, and I believe had an MVP season there. He was amazing. And then he got traded to the Giants and then the Brewers, and now he's back in Pittsburgh at the tail end of his career, and he's having a great season, and they're having a great season. They've kind of slowed down, but like the first month was like the Pirates are winning a shitload of games, and Andrew McCutcheon is like playing incredibly well. So it's a great story, and he's just like if you like – if there's anyone you can just like in the game, it's him. Nice. He's one of like five guys where everyone just loves him. And I love him too. I love that. So Mark, who'd you vote for? Joey Votto. Hell yeah. He's one of the other I five. I almost voted for Joey Votto. He's one of the other five that you just got to love him. The only reason I didn't vote for him is I, I think he's also been injured quite a bit and just not playing. And I don't care for injured people. You know this. Hey, dummy, don't get injured. Don't get me started. Stretch, why don't you? Yeah, just stretch a little bit. So, how are we feeling about the All-Star game? How do you feel about your votes? And are you going to watch the All-Star game? When is the All-Star game? That's such a good question. It's in... July sometime. It's in July sometime. Okay. It's usually on a weekday, as I recall. I feel like it's been on a, a Tuesday. Day? Yeah. During the day? During the daytime? Um, around. Is the Home Run Derby at the same time as the All-Star Game? It's usually like, the day all before. part of the same package? Yeah, it's part of All-Star Weekend. Okay. We should definitely watch one of these. Home Run Derby, probably. And uh, do a little live oh. casting. Oh, that would be casting. fun. I'm down. I'll see if I can make it. I'll see if I can make it happen. I'll try to. Well, I'm going to go see a baseball game. Yep. And then I'll see if I can watch a baseball game on a television before that. That's my goal. Okay. Anything you want to leave the people with before we take this thing to break oblivion? We're taking it to break. Take it to the break. Take it to the take it to the break. Um, the only thing I want to tell people is that climate change is real. And these forest fires suck. 
Greta tried to warn us. And she was saved from... A burning house by... Shohei Otani? (laughs) I don't... We'll have to listen back because I truly don't remember that extremely dumb thing. We got to get some damn sleep. Everybody... Take your vitamin C. Stop driving your cars. And come back after this little song. We got an interview with a special guest. We're back here discussing baseball, MLB. MLB, baby. We're here with our good friend, Mezaret Hadish. Mez, how you doing? I'm good. How are y'all doing? We're great. We're great. I think we need to clear the air immediately. Immediately. Um, Friends, lovers, fans of the show, um, we have to come clean. We beefed it. We really beefed and boofed it. We recorded this already. We We did. did. We lost the audio. The missing tapes. The missing tapes. If you can find the missing tapes of our first interview. You got it. It's it's a true tragedy that y'all will not hear our first recording with Mez. Um, Mm -hmm. It was truly gorgeous. And we can only hope and pray to have a great conversation tonight my hopes are low that i do not think we're gonna have a good conversation yeah i'm glad you didn't set people up for uh to expect greatness here no god no um once you achieve it once like that's it yeah lightning ain't striking twice no thank you we're not on a high hill with a kite continue to listen to us as we (laughs) just wade through a mediocre interview yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do my because, you know, a, a lot of sleepless nights since the last time we had a, the record and um, I, I share the responsibility that you all do in um, really under uh, cutting what we're going to try to do today and hope that maybe I can bring something new to the table that, you know, makes it fun or, you know, whatever. Well, that's nice of you to hope, but it's not going to happen. But anyway. Let's get on with it anyways. Um, so, Mez, you're a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies. What? I forget Jenny I never pays attention to <laughs> any of this. She's I, full on autopilot am. the whole the time. The Philadelphia Philadelphians? Is that what Phillies mean? The Philadelphia Philadelphians, or as we like to call it, the Fightins, um, which was maybe the greatest video. So I think like... Philly sports in general produces a lot of like viral videos within the fan base just because we see someone who's like, oh, he, I'm a fan of this team, but not like this person is because Mm -hmm. this person is showcasing it in a way that feels different than like, like in a way that you see like a chimpanzee and you're like, we evolved from them, but they're different than us, you know? And there's a great, video from last year where it always happens this way where a local news reporter is got a mic in front of fans who are you could say a little bit overserved and are asking about the team and this guy just puts it simply he just he says the fightings the fightings and that just kind of was a rallying cry of how we now 
talk about our team, the Philadelphia Phillies, also known as the Fightins, because they're the Fightin' Phils, which they used to be called a long time ago, I think, when they weren't allowing black people to play baseball. But it was back mm. around that time. Yeah. Would you say better times or? For the good of the game? Yeah. A lot better times. <laughs> just for the I good mean, of the game. Just for the good of the game. You know, just, just for the record books, I think yes. Um, it was better to was have it... segregated baseball? Yeah. I mean, we had our league. Y'all had your league. It was just kind of like a, a little fun thing that we used to do together. And then that rascal, Jackie Robinson, Jackie. had to go and break a color barrier. And it was just like, ah, ah. Why you had to go do that? <laughs> Why'd you? But, um, well, uh, we'll Why'd you that. gotta be so rude? That song is still relevant. <laughs> Wait, they were actually, was that their official name? The Fightin' Phils? Fightin' Phillies? Or was that just I think the you, kind of unofficial nickname? I'm not sure. I think it was, it, we're definitely called the Fightin' Phils unofficially, um, mm. but I think it was, it's more described as like an era of the t- within the team's history. Got it. Because um, the team has been around since the 1800s. So oh they're, they're an OG team, um, and so they've gone through many iterations of good years and bad years, and years where they're wearing blue, and now they're, <laughs> you know, not wearing that stuff. I mean, they are the throwback jerseys are the powder like, blues oh, that I Jenny remember. does not care for. I really don't. I, I, I sorry. You know what? I I have to agree with you only because I feel like. It's of an era, and I'm. I think I'm just generally against it in most sports, where it's like we're trying to invoke a nostalgia that I think most of the fan base probably doesn't necessarily connect with. Mm-hmm. And I, there are various teams in various sports where you're like, this is not necessarily a great uniform, but it's evoking a certain era that people can be like nostalgic about. Uh, but if you don't have any attachment to that, you're just like. I don't know, bro. These kind of look like the Miami Marlins, like third jerseys. Like it doesn't look great, but and that's, that's a deep just diss. my preference. Mm. That's, yeah, I feel sorry. like that's a deep diss to be like your jerseys look like the Marlins third jerseys. <laughs> yeah, feel free to use that on someone, Jenny. Oh, yeah. They oh, will the, cut to the wick. I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready to insult a stranger with baseball terminology. Um. So, Mez my old friend. Now I feel like it's important um, for people to hear your story of how you came to be a Phillies fan, because I find it very interesting. Yes. So I, I moved to New York city about 16 years ago at this point. So a long time ago, I was a very young, uh, young lad and was starting to get back into sports and watching sports specifically and kind of looked at the landscape of New York sports and was kind of not really attracted to the, any of the teams that were there. So like the Yankees, like I mentioned, I don't, I couldn't be a Yankees fan because they're front runners. They spend the big bucks, Steinbrenner, Seinfeld, you know, it's just not an association I necessarily want to attach myself to. Um, the Mets are, and have been dog shit for a long time <laughs> and don't really engender a new fan base that wasn't born into it. Um, so they were, there was never really an a, attachment to the team. Been to City Field, lovely place, um, but couldn't be a fan of their team. And really the interest in 
the Phillies specifically was just an interest in going to Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia is not that far from uh, where I had moved at that point to uh, New Jersey, right across the river in Jersey City. And it was just kind of like an excuse to go to Philly. Uh, I was like, I'll go to a baseball game. It was in the summer. Um, and it was like a Sunday afternoon game. So I was like, I'll take the train down and I'll just kind of explore and eat food and all with the guys that I'm going to go to this game. Um, and I did go to the game and I had these like really cheap seats and the upper deck. It was really hot. Um, I had a good time just kind of like walking around. But I think the thing that really connected me with the team and more importantly, the atmosphere and the fan base was uh, two things at the game. Uh, the first thing being uh, seeing the other team, the opposing team, hit a home run and a kid catching the ball in the in the, in the in the stands and hearing a cheer because everybody's amazed by this kid catching the ball. And then the kid promptly throwing the ball back into the field uh, because it was hit by the opposing team. And mm-hmm. then the cheer for that being louder than when the kid actually did like a baseball thing, which is like catch a ball. Um, so I was just like, this is kind of weird and funny. Um, and I didn't really know what to take from it. And again, my like scope of Philly fandom was, I didn't really have an opinion of anything at this point. I just knew that there was a negativity towards it, but I didn't understand what specifically. Um, and the second thing that I think really, you know, spirit bonded me to the team was the Philly fanatic who is bar none the best mascot in sports, not baseball, but just sports in general. And the thing that I really, just kind of amazed me, to be honest, was he has a four-wheeler. That's one thing. He likes to bop around the field on a four-wheeler, which seems crazy to think that they manicure a grass field for baseball. And then a man in a suit takes a kawasaki four-wheeler and just rides all over it just because he likes to that's the power Uh, of the fanatic that's like bruce wayne being like i own the restaurant you know yeah exactly 100 (laughs) percent. and the thing that really connected me with it and the fanatic specifically was he came out must have been like seventh inning stretch or something like that on the back of a dune buggy manning a cannon and you're like, oh, yeah, T-shirt cannon. I get it. Wrong. He's manning a hot dog cannon, which shoots <laughs> hot dogs wrapped in tinfoil further than you think hot dogs should be shot out of something should be. Um, so, yeah, th- just seeing that and then just seeing, like, people, like, doing whatever they can to catch a hot dog that <laughs> costs, like, cheaper than, like, a Grey pa- Grace Papaya or uh, Nathan's hot dog, like just insanity and i think that a fan was born in and since then i've just kind of really loved the phillies specifically the city of philadelphia i'm also a flyers fan so like you know i would say hockey and soccer are like my main sports that i mostly watch um but for baseball phillies it's really hard to beat going to the bank in the summer and yeah getting some chicken and peats, crab fries, or, you know, a, a pretzel, or, 
you know, getting a summer shandy and hanging out <laughs> and seeing the fanatic do his bits. I so that. hearing that, I just want to know if you love Philly so much, why don't you friggin' move there, dude? That was my question. You well, love it so much. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is and just go move there? I really should. I, I there was <laughs> <laughs> never occurred to me. You're right. I didn't think about it. I should have just gone. Um, no, I mean, I think I've I thought about it, but at, at the time when I was really like starting to fall in love with this town and the city, I had so much so many friends and an attachment work wise to New York and the area that it was just tough to be like, okay, I'm just going to kind of uproot my life to an area that I don't really know anybody specifically who lives there just because my, like the teams that I enjoy are there. And, uh, and like, that's it. I'm, I mean, now that like remote work is a thing and maybe, you know, that would have been easier sell. But back then it was just like, I can't, I can't leave my very cheap apartment in New Jersey to go strike it out in the mean streets of philadelphia okay ask but, it um, how often I, are you getting to philly to see games not as much as i would like um i think pre-pandemic i would go maybe a couple times a summer um and then when i had a car it was just kind of like yeah, this was something I would do a lot before I had a car because it was just like, I'm taking the train down, I'd go see games, and then I'd come back. And now that I have a car, it's there's like so many, the opportunities of what I can do now just like expand. And I just haven't been down as much, and especially since the pandemic. It's just been something that hasn't been at the top of the list. But this summer, I'm definitely going down to see a game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Because every time I've been to a game, it's fun i always come out of it with a story or an interaction where i'm like this was great that this happened it never feels like wasted time to me Mm. because i do i do genuinely think baseball is like one of the most boring sports that you could watch (laughs) and i do think that like an atmosphere like the phillies a, a phillies game allows me to be entertained in a way that sometimes the game itself just can't do it almost sounds like like when players will like look talk to the fans and be like you guys are the real heroes it almost feels like you're saying that as a fan you're like the draw is not the team it is the fans and there are like superstar fans who's like the guy who said the fills and he's like the fightings the fightings apologies to that guy he's gonna come to your home with a baseball bat yeah and then and then he'll be a mega a-lister (laughs) <laughs> for beating your ass that's right um all the way in california to, i mean I, I i think this is like what a non-philadelphia sports fan would say that like oh you think you're more than the team when it's it's i don't think it's as black and white as that i think the fans have an attachment to the teams in a way that like is so personal and is so passionate that there is a lot of like we won the game or we didn't try hard enough when it's I didn't play the game but like there's an attachment that the fans specifically for whatever reason in Philadelphia have to their sports teams and the Phillies specifically that feels different 
than other teams, like a Mariners fan being a fan of the Mariners. They're like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. We're in Pacific Northwest. I like baseball, but it, it's different than like classic the Philly. Mariners fan. Yeah, they're just like, whatever. We'll go to the, we'll Burn. toss a couple of fish around at the sea wharf or whatever. And, hey, pass and, me know, a coffee while I watch an inning, maybe. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Wow. Jeff, wow. Exactly. What's his name? Howard Schultz is my neighbor because he's the CEO of Starbucks. Like, you know, that, that Howard thing. Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Charles but, Schultz. Never mind. I'm he's dead. <laughs> he's no one's neighbor anymore. He's no one's neighbor. All right. So, yeah. so Mez, I have some questions about um, the actual baseball team because what what the listeners missed out on um, was a long, passionate, psychotic talk about the fanatic, which I yeah. which I love deeply, and I made it a, a horrible mistake of likening him to a Muppet, but I did not mean to do it in an offensive way, but boy, I sure did. Um, And uh, I just want to give you a taste of a thing you'll never get to have, which was that conversation. But what we didn't talk a lot about was the actual baseball team, the Philadelphia Phillies. And what I'm curious about is besides like the theatrics of going to the game, you watch, do you watch them on TV? And are there seasons where you're like more in it, less in it based on how good they're doing? Are you, um, you're like, I'm going to watch 40 games over the course of the season, regardless of who these, who like who's on the field? Or is it like, oh, this player's there. I'm watching a lot more. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely ebbs and flows because baseball lines up in the time of year when I don't necessarily always want to be glued to my couch for three hours watching a baseball game. Um, I don't usually make it appointment television, but I will say when it is kind of prime time games like this weekend, they played the Mets. So I watched some of those games cause it's, you know, it's a local team. It's a rival team it's on ESPN or it's on a channel that I will have. And I can be like, I'm going to watch them doing this. And my viewing of the team and in, in, in general definitely ramps up if they're getting good and towards the end of the year in playoffs. Um, it's really, I think it's really hard to watch like may baseball when everything is just kind of like the team as is constructed in May might not even be the same team by the time it's the end of the year, as far as like injuries go and who's really good and who's kind of dropping out or trades or whatever. So like, I'm kind of paying attention early in the year. And then I would say post all-star is when I'm, it really makes sense. It's like the team is out of it. And then my interest watching TV might be less, but I might be like, well, the tickets might be cheaper now. I might just go see a game in person Mm. now because they're not as good. Um, and then if they're great or if they're doing well, then it's like, okay, I want to keep in touch with what's happening with the team. If they're playing really good teams, I want to see those games. And then if I can get down for, for a rivalry game or a big game in person, I definitely will do that. And the team as constructed now is very similar to the team that went to the World Series last year. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of players to like. Um, and I think it's like a mojo that 
feels infectious when they're playing well. Um, but it can be such a roller coaster. Like they were kind of middling. Now they're really hot right now. They just absolutely, I like they broke the Mets in a way that like you can't really break a team that is already broken, but that's kind of what happened this weekend. And there was a, there was like a, Oh, this is Phillies baseball and I'm enjoying this. And this is fun. Um, as they dismantle a team, um, really in a way that feels unfortunate for Mark, them. You okay? Um, Mark, I, I would love I to hear Mark's. Okay. <laughs> and that's the Mets fan. It's a burden to watch them. I think I'm done. I think I'm. I'm sorry. It's like mm-hmm. watching a show that you've committed to, but you don't really like anymore. It's like Lost. Oh, it's God. like the show Lost. The smoke but monsters do... come out. Uh, don't even remind me. <laughs> I, I do think, and that's the thing I think is unique to baseball, that there's a, because there's such a longevity to the season, that there are moments that feel really, really, um, that make you feel really despondent, because you're just like, there's just no way this can get better. Right. This is just as bad as it can get. And if you're certain teams, that can be a foreign feeling. Like you could be like the Yankees who are like kind of not being as good as they should be as their bankroll. Or, and you could be like, this is brutal. Or you could be like the Reds where you're like, no one expected us to be this good. And you're like, we're doing great right now. And you're on top of the world. And almost always it's fleeting. Like you're never as good as your highest point. You're never as bad as your lowest point. But I think baseball, because there are so many games, can make you feel all of those feelings within such a compact time. Like, right. you play a team th- three days in a row, and you could win all three, and then lose the next six games, and then be right. like, "What? What is happening?" Right. If I, so the premise of this show, which I'm sure we told you at some point, um, and you have listened to the podcast, so you should know, is trying to recruit me to. Uh, become a fan. Now, there are some hurdles that you have to overcome. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about them quickly. One, I'm from Dallas. And while I do not support NFL, there was a time when I was a Cowboys fan. Mm. Sort of like because I was dating a guy who was a Cowboys fan. Do you know what I mean? When you're young and you're like, 100%. my personality is that person's personality but i received a whole lot of flack from phillies fans from the eagles fans about being a cowboys fan and so Mm. i have i have a little bit of a distaste for philadelphia fandom so we're working we're working against that the other thing is i have two small children and getting to a phillies game like on a lark to go sit in the atmosphere would be a huge ask so I want to know, like, for those of us who cannot be in the stadium getting popcorn thrown on us by the fanatic, um, how do we, what's our way in? Like, what's the draw? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think it's tough because, like, for any baseball team, it's a generally hyper-localized, you know, fandom, you know, Um Yankees have a global brand. You could be, you know, a fake Yankees fan and live in Europe, and that's kind of what they want because Yankees is baseball, according to everybody else. The same could be said for football and the Dallas Cowboys. They're America's team. Totally. 
you know, you could be a Dallas I broke up Cowboys with that guy, fan. so I hate, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, so. But you'll never forget what those Eagles fans said to you. One right. of them is my sister-in-law. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, she's she's been very nice. I, I do get some razin from my Philadelphia family. Of course. And and it's and I think you're I think you're hinting upon something that I think is very tough. If you don't live specifically in Philadelphia or you can't go to a game, um, which is just like watching a team on TV, how do I like them? And ultimately it just comes down to are you looking to jo- join a fandom based on how they play baseball, who who their personalities of their team are, um, who the broadcasters are? Like there could be a number of entry points into it. I think to me the easiest entry points to the Phillies is they have a, a true like prodigy who kind of lived up to his name in Bryce Harper who signed a just insanely – huge contract um to the point where you're like how much, anyone how much money we talk i th- i think before trout he was he was the highest payer highest paid player i think it was is it 450 million oh, wow. or because i know trout was like up to 500 wow but i think when bryce harper was playing for the nationals he his him and his agent were basically like he deserves 500 million like that's what we're asking for, and whoever is going to pay that, we're going to pay that. And there was a regime change in the Phillies' front office where they basically were like, um, we're going to spend stupid money, and then they spend... I mean, it's not stupid because he's a good player, but the amount of money seems crazy because it's like, this is a over 10 years contract for you know what some would consider like the GDP of small countries right. and we're just paying it to one person. Right. So you have, you have a little bit of that kind of like, he's a pretty boy, but he's also a phenomenal baseball player and he, he, he brings an aura to him. So you could be like, I'm attaching myself to this kind of charismatic uh, player. Hmm. We also have like Kyle Schwarber, who is a cub who won with the Cubs when they won, you know, after their hundred year drought, and he was kind of he was kind of like elevated as this kind of everyman baseball player who's like one of the fellas but also was just like an elite hitter um and just seemed like a genuinely great guy good sense of humor and just was like the type of player that fans just love and when that player leaves and is on another team they still love him because mm, he's just like a good guy it's it's you know Schwarber. He's 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 truly like unimpeachable. Like he seems like that loved. Um, and so you have those players, and then you have a history, which I think you know. I started watching probably about ten, fifteen years ago, the Phillies, and they have a history of kind of like really great baseball players. Like within the history of baseball, some of the best players have been Phillies, and. Uh, so I think that's like another attachment to it that you can be like, okay, I'm investing in this team. And then we have a kind of alumni that are also respectable and it doesn't feel like you're just joining onto a team that is like hot, right shallow now. history. Yeah. And right. they're just hot and like, but there's nothing really built on anything. Like, I think that's where the passion of the fan base comes from is this kind of history 
and this kind of underdog kind of feeling that Philadelphia as a city has that is just adopted by the cities, uh, by the teams. And like, if, if the Phillies were like the best team in baseball every year for 20 years, it would feel wrong just because Mm -hmm. it is a little bit in antithesis to the culture of Philadelphia and this kind of blue collar metropolitan city that is kind of a little bit in the shadow of like New York and, you know, I guess Boston a little bit in DC, but yeah. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Right. And uh, so last year they went on this big run. They got to the world series. They did not win. Um, but do you feel like, Oh, sorry. I think, I think a full motorcycle gang is in my apartment right now. Um, um, I invited them over, but I told them after I was done recording. Um, do you feel like the Phillies have a chance this year to go all the way and win it? Or does it feel like... See, this is where it's tough for me because I have a pragmatic brain in general when it comes to just things in the future that you have no control over. And I think being a Philadelphia sports fan and a Phillies fan and a Flyers fan has poisoned that part of my brain to thinking, yeah, why the fuck not? Why not? <laughs> and I think that's that's the problem is there is some actual evidence based on that why not because baseball is such a random sport. And I think what happened last year felt like they fired their manager in the middle of the year. They were not really supposed to be in the hunt as far as they were. They, they stuck through it. They got into the playoffs. They beat teams they shouldn't have beat. And they made it to the World Series and ran up against, you know, a juggernaut, a true, like, team that was a great team. I don't think many teams would have beat the Astros last year. And it just happened that the Phillies, they just struck all the right chords at the right time. And that's kind of baseball. Like, baseball is just sometimes getting timely hits or getting good pitching and that's it. And you can build that momentum into anything because it's such a confidence based sport. Every player is very skillful. Every player can do almost anything. And then it just comes down to who deals with pressure, who's got support of their team and their clubhouse. And then the fans, like the Philly fans, when they buy in to a good team, that's actually like, playing well and it doesn't feel like a fluke it's an electric atmosphere that i feel like is hard to replicate in any other stadium anywhere um because because they care so much because they're gonna talk shit to dallas cowboys fans as (laughs) phillies fans or whatever it just ratchets up the intensity when they actually have something to base that aggression on and they're like we're actually good so shut the fuck up and like 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 our team is good. Don't disrespect and, and that us. kind yeah. of energy exists regardless of whether they're won a hundred games or lost a hundred games. But when they win a hundred games, it feels like this kind of like light on their feet energy that you're just like, I can do no wrong. Which is where the like the fall from grace when you lose those games feels extra horrific. Because you're just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I mean, I, I mean, this is true 
for the World Series, this happens when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and all this stuff. When the when when the when a Philly sports team starts to do well, the city of Philadelphia is like we have to now plan for chaos. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Purge, the movie, they're like, yeah, they're writing notes about how to crowd control and do all those things from those movies <laughs> and being like, this is what we do. And it sounds funny, but then you see like the team advance into the next round and om- you can set your watch by it. You go online, <laughs> you will see city employees with buckets of grease painting poles because they know these fans are going to start pouring into the streets from whatever bar, from whatever game they're going, and they just want to climb shit. And they're going to climb it, so we have to grease the light poles, the traffic stops, so that they don't break our fucking city for a game. Now, and I know it, that you're it not... doesn't matter how many, how much grease you put on, they will they're still gonna climb They're going to find a way. Here's my, here's my question. I know that you do not live in Philadelphia, but I'm hoping that you can give me some insight on this because I've heard of this, like the greasing of the poles stuff. I've heard of it. Yeah. And here, now that I hear how you talk about like Philly fandom, this makes even less sense to me. Oh, sorry. A full bus depot is coming into my apartment right now. Um, sorry. I'm the new stop on the B63. Um, I could close my windows, I guess, but it just adds well, a nice ambiance. Stop them. They're inside your apartment. They're inside my home. That's that right. That would just keep the sound in. You're right. Thank you, Rudy. God. You're welcome. Thank you. So my question is, for a city that feels like it's so based on like the city pride and like this is my city and like we've been disrespected and we're looked over, but you know what? We're great. Like this is Philly with a fighters. You know what I mean? Like to have that mentality and then be like, and all I'm going to do is wreak havoc on my own city. I could understand being like, get on the bus. We're going to Boston. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Help me understand because it's very off-putting. Those municipal workers have other things that they could be doing, like being 100%. with their families. Absolutely. And you're you're coming from a very logical, sane, reasonable place that I <laughs> Something think... Something never ascribed to me before this moment, but I appreciate it so much. <laughs> but I think all three of those things are things that you can't have if you want to be a true fan, quote, fanatic of a team. And I think... All of those things prevent someone from crying after a team they love loses. Um, All of those things prevent uh, a fan from throwing something out a window because they're so happy that something happened. They just have to express themselves. No, Mez, I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you because of something that happened in our last recording that I haven't stopped thinking about, and I'm going to bring it up now. And I'm going to I'm coming at you hard here, buddy. Please. Because now we're friends. You, in our last recording, um, you talked about how like sometimes, you know, you know how fans get and, you know, suddenly two Philly fans are punching each other in the face. And you right. said that like it was a normal thing that happens at any baseball game. And I have to tell you, that does not happen at every baseball game. And there are lots of people who are deeply deeply emotionally involved with their teams and are fanatics and don't cause physical destruction. 
So you can't say that it's like, oh, well, all these other fanatics are just a little more logical. No, there's something specific to Philly, and I don't expect you to justify it, but I'm hoping you have some insight as like you don't have to apologize for them because I can't imagine that you are. Are you are you climbing poles? Have you ever been motivated to like go knock over a car? Uh, I have a bad back, so I can't really do <laughs> all of them. <laughs> but, I, but I will have to say, in, in, in complete honesty, um, those fans who are like, you know, I can't resort to physical violence or like seek, like seek destruction of public property are just like not real fans. They're not really. <laughs> That's insane. Because I think in order for you to love something, I think somebody said it once, you have to kind of destroy it. That's just abuse language. Wait, what you just said is said just. That once? Or somebody, was it somebody said that. Was it R. Kelly? Like, what are you talking about? Also, by Chris that Brown? logic, you are not a true fan. Right. I mean, I, I, I and I don't claim myself to be a true Phillies fan because I think to be a true Phillies fan, you kind of have to be born in the city and have to have followed them for decades to have gone as high as they've gone and as low as they've gone. I I truly have adopted them as my sports team, but I also cannot claim them as like the way that someone who was born and raised, you know, in Maniunk or like in all those places are like, this is my team. I die by this team. I live by this team. Like, I, I just can't say that. I can, from afar, enjoy and support and defend. But I also can't say that, like, that's me. I'm him. Wow. I find that really beautiful and a little sad. I mean, it's just the, the nature of of where I was born and coming here and, and, and finding the team. Like, if... I was born in Philadelphia. We wouldn't be able to have this conversation because I would be, You'd be a very different person. The whole time. Yeah, I'd be saying really... I mean, you thought I said bad stuff about the Mets before. I would be saying things that you would be like, how are you friends with this person? <laughs> you did, and you would also just said some very... You tapped into the psyche of a fan in a very eloquent way. And I know we can't recreate what happened on the last interview, which was better than this one. Let's just be honest. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> um, this has been thoughtful and like, you know, know it's too really interesting. But, but it, having it, it, just it, met Jenny, you started talking about the Phillies and specifically the Fanatic. And yeah. out of nowhere, you said, and I'm going to let you say it from the horse's mouth. You said, yeah. Well, I think you have to couch it that the Philly Fanatics is the best mascot in sports. You said and that for anybody, <laughs> I know, but for anybody to come at me with Mr. Met is better, I would like to repeat myself and say that Mr. Met can respectfully suck my dick. And <laughs> there's, there's no argument to be had. There's just my dick that he can <laughs> suck on. Oh, That's my God. All. Oh, almost as good as the first time. That was, almost, almost. This was somehow well. more graphic. Knowing it was coming was worse. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I I feel like I should explain a little bit that the fanatic truly is like 
like the lifeblood of the fan base in in a sense that he represents the fun of being a Phillies fan. And I think that's an easy thing to attach myself to. And it's an easy thing then to defend because it's like, he's the best and it's just, you can't argue against it. And that it it just is what it is. Whether the Phillies are great year in and year out, who knows, but every single year, undeniably, the Philly fanatic is hands down, and this is a fact of science. Yep, the greatest mascot in all of sports. I think Pew 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 is the research company, right? Mm-hmm. They said they they did a research they did like a study where they're like, um, which, like, who are some of the most endearing characters? You know, whatever. And the fanatic was like number one. In he all could of run characters, for president or of in all in all characters in TV, movies, film, sports, he's the best. The fanatic beat out Goofy. Just Mickey dunked Mouse? on him. Just bent him Shrek? over. Was like, yeah, Jesus another. <laughs> oh my god! The fanatic is just he. He's at you know like a Pixar movie appeals to the young kids and to the adults in the same in the same breath. Sounds beautiful. Hey, we're running out of time a little bit here, so I think we got to do Jenny. Are you ready to do a second Jenny's gist, a little wow. St. Angelo sum up for a I, second? No pressure. Wow, but the this first is, one is was really great. Thank you. It is definitely a tricky one because I don't want to. I don't want to sum up based on what we heard last time, but I can't help but be influenced by it. I think I'm going to sum up what I think the appeal of being a Phillies fan would be, which is. Um, it's sort of, to me, it feels a little bit like when you move schools, like maybe in middle school or high school, you move into like this new social territory. And sometimes like the safest bet is to attach yourself to something powerful, even if you know you yourself are not that as like a safety and a comfort. And that's what it feels like if you're going to be a Phillies fan and you weren't born in, I don't even know the name of the town that you said, like I couldn't pronounce it or smell it. Um, But it feels like this is a closed circle. You are welcome to come and like observe the circle. You are welcome to feel the heat from the circle. You might not be in the circle, but you can get close enough that it doesn't matter that much. And what's happening within that circle is a fiery, passionate, fun, sometimes scary time. And it's it's worth it to not be all the way inside it, but to still get to witness it. That's what it feels like the vibe I'm getting. It's like they might be good, they might be bad, but the but the electric energy of the Phillies fandom and of the city is going to sustain whether or not the team sustains. I guess what I'm saying is that the Phillies fandom is a little bit like the sun. It is the center of your universe. It is the center of the Philadelphia universe is this fandom. I think that's what I'm saying. You don't want to get too close. You don't because you're going to get burned. And and it's indiscriminate burning. That's right. The fan can get burned. The players can get burned. Yep. You know, it, 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 it's all encompassing and That's right. enough so that one day we will all be succumbed to the f- 
the fire. To the fire. The to the fire. Yeah. They're going to start storming other towns and other cities, and those bowls will not be greased, and it will be a distraction. I want to go to a Phillies game. I feel like I feel like I couldn't be a fan from afar, but I but I could totally see going and having the same sort of feeling that you're that you're describing about your first game of like I love watching people care deeply about something. Like I care I care more about whether you care about it than whether I care about it. And so if I was surrounded by people who's like life and death seemed to hang on this like out and at the same time like the dot race matters or something you know what i mean like the wave is a religious experience i assume like all of that feels like it would be really fun and intoxicating okay i could get on board with that you just want to get a taste i just want to get a taste you know it's like you want a vacation in the caribbean you know you want to get you want to go somewhere warm you can't you live there all live the, there you don't want to live yeah. there you can't live there all the time it's not realistic but yeah you could go feel the heat for a day or a day or two. Hey, Jenny, go feel the heat. Okay, Rudy, I will. Goodbye. I'm on a train. Go feel the heat. I'll go feel the heat. Mez, will you go to the game with me if I if I can uh, get out there? I would love to. And awesome. uh, hopefully, you know, sh- showcase what's so much fun and hide you away from the things that would make you run in terror. I'm not scared of shit. <laughs> so don't even try. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's call it there. That yeah. <laughs> was wonderful. Um, Mezra, thanks for coming to talk to us a second time. Oh, and so great. Go fightings. Go fightings. 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 Hey, go fightings and <laughs> go to the wall wall. Get you a hoagie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's get out of here. We got to go. We got to go. Bye. Bye. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks to our guest, Mezaret Hadish. Hey, do yourselves a favor. Go on YouTube, watch his short film. It's called The Prairie Ghost. And get this, it stars my damn wife. Thanks to Mark Dowling again for making this thing go. Cooper Kenward for our radical theme song. Angela Golden Henry for our exquisite graphic design. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Now for my co-host, Jenny San Angelo, I'm Rudy Behrens, and we are out of here!